All right, right now it's time to chat with the man who is going to kick off the 2020 season for the Texas Rangers as their opening day starter. It's Lance Lynn joining us here today. Lance, thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Lance, let's start with the the opening day. I, I know you spoke about this with the media the other day, but uh, what, what does that honor mean to you, and, and how excited were you uh, when you found out? That's a big honor whenever you can be the first starter uh, out the gate for your team to kind of lead them into the season. It's, uh, it's a huge honor, and, uh, you know, we had multiple guys that are deserving of that, um, and to be the first one uh, out the gate is going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. All right, one thing that, that stands out, about you and I think Cardinals fans probably picked up on this in five minutes and 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 Twins fans and Yankees fans is is the toughness and and for lack of a better phrase the the warrior mentality uh and you know I think it was put on and put on display in so many ways last year and it was a, a bunch of fun to watch and I think a lot of guys strive to have that and they'd love for people to to say that about them but not not as many guys actually demonstrate it and I'm just curious how did that develop for you or, or maybe who helped instill that in you when you were growing up uh, it started with my dad uh it was it was easy uh no matter what uh how you're feeling that day or whatever's happened there's always a way for you to help your team win the game and uh if I was having a bad day it always told me to stay in it there's something you can do uh, there's uh, something that's going to happen later. You just got to always keep your keep going and keep giving everything because you never know what you could do to help that team win that day. So uh, he pretty much instilled that in me early on, and you know it kind of stuck with me. I'm going to give it everything I got for as long as I can. And uh, you know when you look in the mirror later that night, you know that uh, you left it all out there for your teammates, and that's what it's all about. Uh, and then one more thing, it just as far as things that we picked up from last year, Lance, it, your teammates speak about you as as the leader of that rotation. I don't know if that's necessarily a title you, you want to admit to, or, you know, I, I know that leadership is, is shared. It's not just one person, but what is, what does it mean to you to lead a rotation or be a part of that leadership? What, what's important uh, with the way you go about things to, to demonstrate that? Uh, one thing I learned from uh, some of my, the guys in St. Louis that were a little bit older than me, uh, I'm now turning into that old guy, so it kind of feels <laughs> weird. Uh, but they always instilled, like, if you show up every five days and you give everything you have and lay it all out there, um, that's what it's all about. So when you step in between the lines, you're laying it all out there for the guys and giving everything you have, then that's the best way to lead. Um, you know, everyone's going to have their own way of going about getting ready this and that but when it's game time and you want to do um when you're out there you know doing your job is you're leaving it all out there for the team and if you're doing that then you know people seem to follow no matter what happens as long as you leave it out there that's all anyone can ask lance we are in unprecedented times right now what would you say is the biggest difference that you've noticed as a pitcher between your traditional spring training and this shortened summer camp that we're going through right now um, I think everybody's in a different spot, uh, really. Uh, and normally in spring training, you, everybody knows when you're going to be there. Everyone knows what's expected of you, uh, where to be at. Um, during the pandemic, some guys weren't able to get to places or be able to have workout places, um, throw to catchers, uh, hit pitching, or even machine. They're hitting off tees in their living rooms and stuff. So I think everybody's going to be at a different pace. And we need to make sure the guys that might not have had the opportunity to get themselves ready, we can help uh, get them ready by, by, you know, giving them what they need, and, but also 
guys that didn't have that chance uh, because during the pandemic couldn't do anything. We got to make sure we don't push them too hard either um, to try to be too ready. Um, we're going to really gonna have to monitor it because everybody's in a different spot. But uh, for the most part, everybody seems to be up to up to date and, and you know, hit the ground running here. But, uh, you know, it's going to take some time to get everybody, uh, you know, on the same page. All right. As, as far as the facilities, you mentioned the other day that you've got, I guess, a basement that is is dedicated solely to, to you and, and, and the workout stuff. Is it just like a, a, a workout basement or is it also a man cave where, you know, on Saturdays you can go and, and watch football or golf or whatever? What, what's the what's the Lancelin basement set up like? Uh, you know better than that. You know it's got a pool table. There's a, there's a TV to watch some football, and there's you know always got to have a little uh, little bar area for everyone to socialize around while they're watching football. So you know it's not it's not all workouts. You know there's some uh, you, there's some times where you can sit back and relax too. All right, now I know you're a golfer. I, I imagine you got a little golf in uh, over the quarantine. I, I, I'm curious. What what's your favorite golf course that you've gotten to play, and and what's a golf course you have not gotten to play that maybe you'd like to at some point? Uh, I'd say I, I've got a couple of good ones, but uh, we saw over the uh, quarantine where the everybody was down there doing the charity stuff in Florida. I was able to play uh, Seminole where they did one, and the Medalist down there. Those two were were really hard, and uh, you know they really challenged you. But to watch those guys, uh, you know, put on a, a fun show on those courses was was fun to be able to say I played those two. And then uh, when it comes to one I haven't played yet, I would say I haven't been to Pebble yet, and that's just one that just off the top of my head, just because it's you know it's one of those uh, it's kind of one of those classic courses. It was always on the Tiger Woods game, so it's like one of those ones you can, you want to play it one day when you when you get older. So Lance, one more golf-related question: What's the best club in your bag, and what's the club that you really need to work on the most? Ah, uh, man, I would say for right now, my my wedges are the worst in my bag, hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't keep it. I can't keep a, a chip short. It seems like deep every time. But uh, comes to the best club, ooh, I gotta. Oh man. The problem is I don't have the best one, so that might be why my <laughs> handicap's way too high. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of uh, a lot of maybes. Uh, no, I can throw. A, I can go. I'm, I'm a good from about 155 with the nine iron, and I like that. I like that distance right there. We're talking with Lance Lynn here on your home of the Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. Lance, your your pitching style is such you throw a lot of fastballs, different types of fastballs. Uh, and and I think that maybe is one way to distinguish you, you know, from a, a pitching plan of attack standpoint. H- how did you evolve into the pitcher you are from that that uh, point of view? Uh, who was influential, or, or why is is that kind of the way you've been able to find success in your career? Um, I was taught um, early on uh, by Chris Carpenter when I was in St. Louis. Is- you're good at you. You're good at one thing, and what is it? So you have to figure that out as a young pitcher. There's a reason why you got drafted, and there's a reason why you made it to the major leagues. So figure out what that was. And uh, I back then I had a four seamer that uh, people struggled with, and then nowadays we learn that it's. I guess I got spin rate and uh, all that other stuff now that tells you why it's good. So I never lost that, and I was able to develop the cutter and the sinker off of it, and then uh, you know over the course of it. My curveball has not been, uh, you know, what I like it to be because of some, you know, arm injuries and and, and developing the, those other pitches. So the older I'm getting here, the more I'm able to uh, 
incorporate all of those pitches into one. And then if I can get all that going, then maybe I can, uh, you know, push that into playing for, uh, you know, a longer time. Um, but the main thing that I was taught early on is know what you're good at, never lose that and always make the things that you're not as good at a little bit better, a little bit better as you go. And then next thing you know, you got a bunch of good pitchers and you got a chance to compete. So you mentioned knowing, you know, yourself, what you're good at, what you're not good at. What would you say has been your biggest focus uh, getting ready for this season as far as going forward and, and, and improving on something that you feel that you definitely need to work on? I'd say you, you saw the you know success with uh, the strikeout numbers and all that. Uh, we're able to uh, be career highs. Um, I think it's a lot of going back and doing what I was naturally good at, and that was throwing the four-seamer and using those other pitches that uh, end up being at higher usage, uh, you know, earlier in my career and now becoming, uh, you know, more complementary pitches. And then it's knowing when and where uh, to use those complementary pitches and uh, how to uh, have confidence in them on both sides of the plate. And uh, that's the, I think that's the best thing is there's a confidence level uh, now of having a game plan, uh, you know, having all the, the numbers and stuff that I need, uh, you know, having this uh, pitching staff and coaching staff working with me, getting the things that we can all uh, point together on when and where and how to use every pitch for the most, uh, for the best outcome. And that's where we're at right now. And it's just a whole new level of things, which is exciting. And like they say, the older you get, the wiser you get. And, and I'm enjoying it. That's for sure. All right, Lance. So we've got these, uh, I guess, quasi intra squad games. It's it's kind of weird to look out and see uh, like a bullpen catcher playing left field at times, and and Calix Crab seems to be playing all over. So it's not it's not maybe as organized as a, a typical inter squad would be. But uh, we've heard there's a lot of trash talking. So I think we all know that Elvis maybe talks the most. But who's I'm curious who's the best trash talker? Maybe not not the 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 highest in volume. But someone who's—they've always got the good one-liners for you, no matter you know what the circumstances. Oh man, that's a that's a good one. Jesse Chavez has always got a always got something that he can say. That's for sure too. That's uh, that's got a good uh, good one-liner. I'm starting to learn Fraser a little bit. Fraser's always ready to go, Todd. Um, so we've got we've got some good ones. And when it comes to the pitching side, you got Kluber. And uh, who Gibby are uh, not? Well, I say that Gibby's Gibby's good too, but Mike's got Miner's got the most like dull, like dryness that like gets you every time, and you're like, and you're like, was he joking or was he serious? <laughs> and a lot of guys don't know, and I love it because the hitters don't know how to take him, and then everyone just you know just it just assumes that I'm going to be the way that I am, which is I've always got a. I've always got to come back myself. So I find that our, our pitchers are a little bit better. They're, they're, they've got wittier, uh, better comebacks than the hitters. But, but we've, got, we've got a couple of hitters that, that can do a little bit. I, I don't know how much it goes on in a regular season game. I, you know, Sometimes we see hitters and pitchers kind of chirp back and forth. But is there a guy you faced who you know always has something to say and, and is kind of talking trash to you when you're on the mound during an actual regular season game? I would say, uh, shoot, in my in my in my time here or my time in the game so far, Miguel Cabrera. Watching him, it's it's with everybody. Um, it seems like with Miggy, but we would have a good back and forth, and you know, I would challenge him with fastballs even when he was, uh, you know, winning triple crowns. So, 
um, it was one of those things where he was always, he, we always have a good back and forth because we both challenged each other and we had a good time with it. And, uh, but he does that with everybody as we've seen, cause he's, he's quite a character. It seems like. So Lance, you know, we know this is going to be a shortened season, which means you're not going to have as many starts as you normally would in, in a normal year. How does your approach change as a starter, knowing that, you know, you're not going to have as many opportunities to go out and pitch for your team as you have in, in past years? Um, I don't know if anything really changes. I think that there's more of a uh, heightened awareness of how much each game uh, matters because of the, how short of the season is. Not to say that during 162 um, you don't feel that. I think it's just one of those things where we've been ready and itching and raring to go since February and March, and then now we're just now going to be getting on a game at the end of July. So there's going to be one of those things where, like, hey, it's time. Um, so I think I think that's going to be uh, the big thing. And best thing you can do is take a deep breath, go out there and give it everything you have and until Woody comes and gets you, and that's all you can do each day. If you try to think of anything more than that during this time, it, it's not going to be worth it. But just do everything you can each day, each pitch, and then uh, you know see where you're at at the end. Lance Lynn joining us. He's going to start off the Rangers season on July 24th as the opening day starter. Lance, before we let you go, a few quick hitters for you. Uh, one of the things I, I enjoyed talking to you about last year, uh, you, you're from Indiana, and Indiana is a big basketball state, and, and I understand that uh, basketball was a part of uh, the, the Lance Lynn schedule of activities. What's the, what, what was the scouting report? And, and I think, I mean, th- this was a sport that had you maybe put more focus on. That That is something you could have played beyond high school. Is that right? That's what they said. Supposedly I had some Division two and uh, scholarships and something like that. But there was no, I was, I was done running up and down the court. Baseball was a, was an easy decision by, by that time. But uh, I could set a pick and roll. I could box out, you know, had a good little jump shot. Um, I know how to play the game a little bit. Um, so I, I enjoyed basketball quite a bit. Growing up in Indiana, you got uh, you got to play basketball, and that was one of your uh, one of your sports. And then I just kept growing, so it worked out well for me, and I got to enjoy it through high school. And you know, I, you you definitely miss those days. Basketball was fun, but uh, you know, I enjoy having the baseball in my hand and uh, attacking hitters way more than. Sitting, setting picks and hanging out in the post. <laughs> All right, uh, Ole Miss, the SEC, big time football school. Uh, that's another thing we've talked about. I, I'm curious, what's your favorite college football venue? I, I don't know how how much you've actually been able to travel around, but is there a, a game or a, a place you've been in, in college football that just kind of stands out to you beyond the Grove? Uh, I mean, you can't you can't say anything else besides the Grove. You know that I, I'm not even able to acknowledge anything else besides the Grove, and I'm not even going to attempt it. All right, the the last thing, Lance. I've the the, the Lance Lynn fantasy football scouting report is that you're uh, an aggressive trader, and and let's say you propose a trade, there's going to be a text coming where you're going to try and politic to convince the guy to pull the trigger. So I'm curious, how would you assess your fantasy football skills? Well, you know, I can trade a little bit. I had a, I had a little, I had a, I had a bad last four weeks and, and it hurt me. Uh, but I got no problem helping you with your trades, with our trades. You know, I'm hurting myself because I'm giving you a bench guy or I'm giving you my third back. You don't need your second wide receiver or anything like that. <laughs> so I'm just trying to help you get your team better. Is there a, is there a guy on the team who's just like, He's the target. Like, I'm going to try and trade with him because I know he's easy to convince. Every league's got uh, one of those guys. 
Uh, you you have a couple. I'm not going to name names, but they're all young. They're all young, and they're getting used to the game here. But the hardest part is when when you pull off these trades, and then everybody wants to tell you that, oh man, how'd you do that? You robbed, and they want to veto trades. And I was like, he accepted the trade. I he sent it to me. Guys are sending me trades, and I'm accepting. It's not like I'm sending them to them. So I'm like, I'm just doing my job as the GM here. Well, Lance, uh, we—I uh, mean, that's so true, though. We've all been there. We've all—we've all worried about the the potential veto trade. Uh, Lance, best of luck. Uh, congrats again on getting the nod to start opening day and to to bring in Globe Life Field. Look forward to watching you pitch again this year, and we appreciate you hanging out with us today. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me.